0: Love, talk, radio.
1: Good morning and welcome to Franchising and You. My name is Paul Segretto and we are host Saturday mornings as we share information and perspectives on all aspects of exploring, selecting, and starting a franchise business. This morning we'll be discussing a very important topic, one that should be quite interesting and of interest to many people, how to succeed as a franchisee. Franchising and You is a production of Franchise Foundry and is sponsored by three great sponsors, Trends Financial, the law firm of Spadia, Liana, and the real estate professionals at Retail Solutions. My guest this morning to talk about what it takes to succeed as a franchisee is longtime franchise veteran and entrepreneur, Stuart Williams. Stuart, thanks for being here with us this morning on Franchising and You. Thank you, Paul. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. You know, Stuart, although you've had a uh, a very long, illustrious career uh, in franchising, uh, please give us a snapshot of, you know, what that experience entailed.
0: Absolutely, Paul. Uh, very quickly, I actually, my very first job when I was 15 years old was with a franchisee. So I got a, a look at franchising, uh, franchising, Early on, and made an impression of the model and the business. Really enjoyed it, and it just made sense to me going forward. Uh, over the years, uh, there were some very, very good brands, very large brands, some, some very uh, small brands that were emerging brands as well, uh, such as uh, Golden Corral, uh, also with the uh, Monkey International. Uh, ran some of my own businesses, including uh, a restaurant and uh, a marketing and advertising firm. Uh, and most recently, I was with a uh, company uh, which is called Agile Pursuits Franchising, which is a wholly owned subsidiary of Procter and Gamble, and uh, we brought the Mister Clean Car Wash and Tide Dry Cleaners brands to the marketplace. So, first time P&G utilized a, you know, some of their brands to bring it to the market. So it's been very successful, and uh, Tide itself is now uh, num- buying for number two position in the country already uh, as the largest uh, dry cleaner. And uh, they have great aspirations to continue that expansion across the world. So very exciting business. Uh, a lot of things have happened over the years, Paul. We have known each other for a long, long time as well. And you know, having the passion for franchising is something that you and I and many others really love. And I look forward to talking about a little bit this morning about franchising and what their passion should be in being
1: successful. Absolutely. You know, Stuart, I read an interesting quote on WSJ.com. For those that know, that's Wall Street Journal's um, digital presence. It says, while franchising's prevalence in the U.S. economy indicates that franchisees can succeed, hundreds of franchisees fail each year. The most frequent causes, lack of funds, poor people skills, reluctance to follow the formula, a mismatch between franchisee and the business, and poor management, often, It's the small stuff that separates winners from losers. So, Stuart, let's take a walk down this lane. You know, a franchisee, an individual, explores the franchise opportunity, let's say, with XYZ brand. He or she signs the agreement and remits the franchise fee. He goes through the process of selecting a site, build-out occurs. He or she goes through training, and next thing you know, it's opening day. From an operational standpoint, The table is set for franchisees to succeed. But just like a professional athlete needs the right mindset or even that of a surgeon or other skilled professional, there are things deep inside, a a commitment, if you will, that I firmly believe must stand front and center for the franchisee. What are your thoughts, Stuart? Absolutely, Paul.
0: You hit on many of the key principles for successful franchisees. The biggest thing is passion. I I believe that passion and being involved in any business, whether it's a franchise business or not, is absolutely critical. Uh, The fit you mentioned, having the right culture and, and understanding the franchise brand that you are going to market with. Does it work for you personally? Does it match up with your personality? Are your goals and objectives aligned with the franchise brands as well? Can you achieve what you would like to achieve through this brand and growing this brand the passion is critical. You know, being involved in the business, any business, you just can't hand the keys over to somebody and walk away and say, hey, here we go, run it. Uh, you as a franchisee typically have been trained and gone through that training. You have some great foundational training, marketing, uh, you know, how to go to market, how to open the store quickly, how to get to you know, cash flow positive quickly, which is extremely important uh, by doing things even before you open. So being involved is critical for success, especially if it's a brand that's new to a marketplace or an area of a large city, and no one's ever heard of that brand. So if you're an emerging brand or taking on an emerging brand especially, you've got to get out there and get involved and be involved not just with the community uh, and brand and other franchisees uh, that are also open, but also being involved at the store level with your people and getting them excited about it and hiring the right people. So there's so many small little things like you mentioned that make a huge difference. You know, when you go to market with a brand, whether it's a large known brand or it's an unknown brand. And we've both seen success in emerging franchisors where no one has ever heard of that brand, but the franchisee has done a great job, you know, through the training of the franchisor to understand how to go to market quickly and to get some brand awareness in their specific trade area around the locations, or if it's a you know, non-fixed location, how do you get out there early to start building some demand, you know, for that brand and their services or products. So uh, many more things to dive in deeper on, Paul, but passion to the brand and making sure you're aligned to that brand is critical and it, it really meets and fits your goals and objectives.
1: Yeah, alignment, uh, passion certainly is, is key. Alignment is uh, often You know, misunderstood. We have people that believe that franchisors, some franchisors, take the position and treat franchisees as if they're their employees. And of course, that's not right. Conversely, there are franchisees that feel they are the customer and the franchisor Mm -hmm. should be taking care of their customer. Both are misnomers, both parties must work together and be aligned to have that right fit culture now Stuart there are many great franchise systems out there there are many great businesses in and out of franchising there are great products awesome food offerings fantastic service on paper and even within the physical structure of the business the new business looks like a no brainer to succeed so what's missing from the picture at this point
0: well several things, and you just touched on something critical. You know, franchise systems, the network, other franchisees are great assets to a new franchisee coming in. And there's an obligation. You know, there's an obligation with the franchisor, legal obligation, but also doing the right thing. And then the franchisee must do what they need to do to make it successful and beyond. So there's a commitment. There's a commitment by the franchisee to absolutely put their all into it. That, just like any business. So it's almost a, you know, I call it a pledge. you know, where the expectations are met, uh, are understood very early on, where the franchisee understands what the role is of the franchisor, and also the franchisor can explain what their role is to the franchisee. Together, it makes sense, and it helps build that culture It's critical because if there is not – if there's a disconnect on the culture and the way things are run, so to speak, because when you're going into a franchise business, you're not just buying the brand, you're associating with the people of that brand. So you're buying into the people. You're buying into the other franchisees in the network that represent you and your brand. So if you have multiple franchisees in a marketplace, you know, Go talk to those franchisees. Understand the brand. What do they like? What, are, what what is working? What is not working potentially? Bring anything before you execute agreements to the franchise or to discuss. You know, and if it's an open, transparent, good culture, it is a very easy discussion to have. If, it, if it's not, then you may or may not want to consider up an alternate buy-in. Uh, but it comes down to really understanding the culture and the people. You know, you've got to have good people in any business, especially in a business that you're trying to start up, whether a franchise or not. You have a great infrastructure and you know what we like to call a staged entrepreneur as a franchisee, where you have a, a map, so to speak, and you have a path to go down to, if you follow this system, you have a better chance of great success versus doing it on your own. That's why franchising is such a great model going forward, because you're learning and that experience of potentially hundreds, of even thousands, of other franchisees, and tremendous experience uh, in that particular franchise brand to help you be more successful. And that's why it is so so important to understand the system, follow the system, listen to the franchisor, but also question. You know, don't take everything for granted. If you don't understand, question it. Ask questions, and that's a, the best way to really understand going forward. Uh, but it comes down to the culture and the people are really, really, really critical.
1: Excellent. As I said, as I was reading the uh, quote from the Wall Street Journal dot com, talk about frequent causes, and of course we we know a franchisee must be adequately capitalized. They also mention poor people skills, reluctance to follow the formula, a, a mismatch, so to speak, between the franchisee and the actual business model, and poor management. And as we know and as we've spoken about leading up to the show, the key to business excellence is having great people and having outstanding people skills. How important in your mind is it? We're talking about frontline now, the franchisee, business is operating, his employees are operating. How important is it that those people – carry the culture of the brand to that front end use of the consumer. It's everything, Paul,
0: because it's you know, if you cannot instill that culture of the brand and instill excellence at the store level, the unit level, and delivering it to your guests or customers that are coming in to if it's a specific location, it is really everything. If as an owner operator of a franchise you are the most important person in the entire organization because you are, so to speak, the quarterback of of how to run the team, how to execute each play, which is every single day and every single customer, every single time. So you are always on, so to speak, uh, when the the location is open. And that is everything. If you do not have the people skills uh, to be able to run a location or it's just uncomfortable, you need to find a brand that potentially fits what you are comfortable with or find people or family that can help you as an individual franchisee execute that excellence and having that passion and great people skills, being outgoing and welcoming and having that tremendous attitude. You know, when any guest or customer comes in being served, every single time they get that same great attitude and Experience, because people want an experience. It could be something as mundane as you know going to a, you know, a drive-through at a fast food restaurant to uh, picking up your dry cleaning, so to speak. That experience is everything, and that is what sets a individual location apart from the competition. Customers love a great experience, and that's what they remember. So, it's not always about the product or service; it needs to be great. The experience and the people is what really drives the consumers to be long-term customers of a brand, and it's so, so important to connect with them and to connect to the local community. That's another whole other
1: topic as well. Excellent. Many people that buy a franchise have high expectations of that brand, which is the reason why they decide to buy a franchise. And the same is true for customers. They'll do business with a brand, knowing it's part of a bigness or better and bigger organization than a mom and pop, certainly, and they have those ex- same expectations. Stuart Enrique from Brooklyn asks, I wanted my own business since I was a kid, and I know my dream will come true, just mm-hmm. undecided. I want to start my own business, but my wife and others in my family keep telling me to buy a franchise. Tell me, please. Why should I buy your franchise? Well, that's as noted earlier,
0: you you have a passion. You have a passion to open a business that you really you may not have the background to open a business. you don't understand the systems, you know, how to train people properly, or maybe make sure that they' it's done right, or that customer experience, you know at the you know frontline level. That's where franchising really, really excels. You have a plan. You have people also to help and train and monitor and to make sure that you are outstanding in everything that you do on that brand. Obviously there is you pay fees for that. But if you didn't have that infrastructure, how long would it take to open your own so-called mom and pop location without that expertise, you know, the, the chances of success could be much lower, you know, in a non-franchise situation. Again, the expertise of not only the franchisor and the people at the franchise or level that are supporting the franchisees, but you also have this expertise of the franchise network. Especially if it's a brand that's going into the market, you've got all this expertise, you have mentoring as well, you have others you can float ideas off of what has worked, what has not worked. Franchisors have done a great job on perfecting their model. Does not mean it's stagnant. It means they always need to continue to improve the model and, and look over at the competition because you don't want to be outmaneuvered uh, or outlocated or, or outserviced or outproduct, depending on what you have. You want to always do it to yourself. You want to improve what you're doing to keep ahead of that competition, and that flows directly back to the franchisee, the franchise communications, and webinars and conventions to be able to constantly improve your business to make sure you're at the top of the game. You're continually trying to drive forward so your business will last for a long, long time, you're not become you know, obsolete, so to speak. Uh, you have to be able to have that. So the, you know, the, the staged entrepreneur is the best thing. Entrepreneurs, if you want to start your own business, many people have, like myself, Paul, others. That is something that's a passion and something you just don't know what to do or how to do it. You can take all the classes in the world. You can study. You can go on YouTube. But really, it's when you open those doors and it's on, what have you done to get that store open or that location open to that point? What should you have done to be able to build some momentum so when you open the doors, there's people actually walking in the door, not just waiting for people to show up? So the marketing, the local store marketing is a huge piece in any franchise system as well. All those pieces have been thought out and well-packaged for a franchisee, and also the franchisees have great ideas. They bring back to the franchisor that are many times instilled into the system and improve the system and operations across the country and sometimes across the world. So having that infrastructure, or so to speak, uh, you know, this this encyclopedia of information that's there, not stagnant, ever-changing every year, but it constantly improves the business and you have something to rely on that has worked in many markets. And that's what makes franchising very exciting and very attractive to many people that don't have that background or expertise.
1: I totally agree. I think what's underestimated many times by individuals on the fence about whether or not to open their own business or to get involved in a franchise two things in particular stand out. They underestimate brand awareness and how hard it is to create that brand awareness. And the second thing is economies of scale and being able to share, whether it be in cooperative marketing or I think even a greater advantage is being able to tap into technology that a brand might be able to bring to the table because they have multiple users as opposed to an individual owner trying to stay abreast of technology. Enrique, It was a, a great question. I thank you. I believe we can actually do a future show on whether to go it alone or buy a franchise, and we probably will.
0: We Absolutely. appreciate
1: all yeah. questions. Yeah, We appreciate all questions to franchising and you. Just send me a note to paul at com during the week or, of course, right up until showtime. All questions will be answered regardless of whether they make it on the show or not. Your questions are very valuable. As I was just saying, they help us plan for future topics. So please keep them coming in. You know, wow, Stuart, I I, I mean, that was a a great question. You know, why buy a franchise? It reminds me of what many believe is kind of a cliche of sorts. A franchise enables you to be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. A lot of people don't understand how lonely owning a business can be, there are many articles on depression and entrepreneurship. There's even a book in an online site The Lonely Entrepreneur with a franchise there are others a community, the franchise family Stuart franchisee success is something that we could talk about a lot, but why is that community just so important, especially to the new franchisee
0: ah. Uh. Absolutely critical. So if you're going in alone, so to speak, who can you talk to about opening your business, whatever sector of that business it may be? And there's a several big buckets here. So first of all, Paul, you mentioned brand awareness and IT and leveraging a franchisor because they're bigger and you've got a network. It's also on your cost of goods. So think about your cost. That's what the franchisor does. They are able to leverage the cost as well cost of signage, cost of equipment, furniture, fixtures, and all your supply chain as well. They have buying power because you're buying for the network. So the suppliers and vendors really want to work with franchisors that have locations or are growing and they will give them preferential pricing, which is traditional. So you look at any big box location like a Walmart. That's why Walmart is so successful because they have huge buying power and they can command very, very low pricing. But, Getting back to you're not in it alone, mentorship. You know, great franchise brands will have some type of mentorship program or sometimes even a formalized program that's matching where they will take an experienced franchise or in the area typically that a new franchisee is in so they can maybe have coffee or, or lunch or breakfast even to be able to talk about the business before they open as they're opening, during opening, and beyond, and to share best practices and benchmarking. And franchisors will typically have benchmark reports. So where should your cost of goods be? How much should you be spending on marketing? What's your labor percentage first year? Because first year, you're going to spend a lot of money. You're going to spend a lot of money on marketing, on on extra labor. You're going to be doing discounts and coupons, which is going to drive your profitability down, but you're setting you know, the foundation of grabbing great customers, getting them in, into the system, and ramping up as fast as you can and keeping them as customers for life and continuing that process going forward. And talking with other franchisees and the franchisor in a mentorship type of program or a forum like a webinar, you're able to float ideas. How did this work? Did you try this? Maybe this will work in your market. It's very similar to mine halfway across the country. So you have a whole other set of expectations and expertise from others that have already done that. They've opened one store, two, three, four, and beyond. So that is invaluable. That as an individual owner operator in any type of business, you don't necessarily have that breadth and benchmarking capability of data. Uh, You just don't have it. Uh, Having that, again, it can give you an idea of what may or may not work, because you really know your local market better than anybody. And the you know, franchisor may, you know, knows it, but you know it in subtle nuances of every street corner and every shopping center better than anybody. Every school system, you know, all the community activities that are going around are on year-round, what to plug into that makes sense to reach potential customers and clients. So it is critical to, to be able to talk to others about that and what has worked for them and what has not worked for them and to take it with a grain of salt because sometimes it may not work for them in a particular area of market, but it may work in yours. So to be able to assess that and compare and contrast different ways of going to market and how to you know, accelerate your business uh, is really why franchising is so successful and why franchisees continue to, you know, Most will continue to operate and get more franchise locations. It is a very successful business once you understand what is going on and get your hands around an industry that you may not be familiar with.
1: And for the benefit of Enrique, who asked a great question, Mm -hmm. and others that are listening, understand too the difference between legacy brands as well as emerging brands. Legacy brands, you're going to have a lot of those systems and, and experience in place. And emerging brands are going to be a newer brand. And if you have more of an entrepreneurial mindset, maybe you want to take a little bit more risk and be involved in an emerging brand, you're still going to get a lot of what Stuart mentions. You're probably going to get it more directly from the founder themselves. And if you definitely are the individual that likes that type of direct communication and buying into a vision, certainly an emerging brand might be for you. You know, as I said, Stuart, franchise success is something we could talk about for hours. So we're going to need you to come back on the show in the future. For now, do you have any last thoughts you'd like to leave with our audience?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh... Two things. The emerging branding, it's absolutely somebody's personality type, and I, I think you just hit it the nail on the head. If you're more of a person, just tell me what I need to do, and I'm going to do it. You know, Maybe a more mature legacy brand is for you. If you are really you know, energetic, innovative, have a lot of great ideas – and you find a brand that you're very passionate about and what they do, an emerging brand might be the right thing because you can help shape what that brand is going to be in the future by your input. Even even legacy brands want to take that input as well, but you can be more impactful early on and grow with an emerging brand to be able to spread it into your area. So if you're thinking about a legacy brand, as you mentioned, Paul, like, for example, large brands, we all know what they are. There's many, many, many of them. They do listen. They do take the feedback, and they do implement
1: you know great
0: ideas, and they test them. Emerging brands have a tendency to move a little bit quicker because they're more agile and they're smaller, so they're able to take that feedback quickly and say, like, let's try that. You know, let's go ahead and try it. Why don't you test it at your location? Uh, it, it is something that is, again, it depends on somebody's comfort level uh, and where they are and, and what they're doing, and of course what the brand is as well, but. Probably the biggest takeaway is, is a couple of things. You know, the passion of being in business for yourself, following a great system, understanding that system can't always change, and your feedback into a franchisor is critical to help change that system. Asking a lot of questions, connecting with other franchisees when they're getting into a brand or considering a brand to understand the brand and its culture, uh, the ability to follow a system. So if you're you're so entrepreneurial, and you don't like to follow the system at all, franchising may not be for you. And because there is a system that's proven, doesn't mean it can't change and evolve like we have mentioned as well, but the most critical piece is people. And that is in any business, you as a franchisee, people you hire, you know, we all have been there when we've hired people, and then you know, business is open and we're short, we're short-staffed. So what do we do? You know, sometimes we have to hire someone that typically we wouldn't hire. That person potentially could really hurt your business. So really be conscious of who you hire and who is out there and who is trainable. Because if you hire a personality and attitude, and they're the right ones, you can train them to do anything else. So it's really about the people, whether it's a general manager. Frontline person, somebody greeting somebody at the door, doesn't matter. The right attitude, the right smile, that conveys welcome, we love having you here, thank you for coming in. It's critical in any business, and that is what you have to be conscious of as a business owner, whether you're doing it yourself or you're mentoring others inside your business and training them. So uh, those are some of the biggest buckets. There's other pieces, too. that are specific to each brand with financial matters and capitalization and real estate location and things like that. But uh, to me, those are some of the biggest things uh, that you need to look at and to consider in uh, looking at any business. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Stuart, great stuff. Thanks again for being my guest today. I look forward to having you back real soon.
0: Absolutely. It's all my pleasure. Have a great Saturday, everybody, and thank you for tuning in.
1: And as you explore franchising and business ownership, I'd like to remind you again about Accelerate Success Cafe, our daily resource that upon subscribing, you'll find an email each morning at six AM Central Time and again on Saturdays at six AM with our weekend edition. It's a daily aggregation and curation of news pertaining to entrepreneurship and business ownership, all in one convenient place. We've been focusing on various topics, including franchising, restaurants, lifestyle entrepreneurship and even millennial entrepreneurship, and even certain industry segments like craft beer and CBD oils and infused products, including food and coffee. will certainly keep mixing it up to keep it exciting, and especially as we continue to see our numbers increase. We do believe you should be well-informed as you enter the great world of business ownership, and this is our way of doing our part. As I've shared the past few weeks, uh, starting in a couple of weeks, we'll be launching Accelerate Success Cafe podcast, We're projecting that we'll broadcast live each morning at 7 a.m. Central Time and we'll complement our daily digital resource. We'll share more information next week. as We should have an official start date by then. Remember, if you missed any segment of Franchising You, all available at www.blogtalkradio.com slash franchising and you. That's it for this week. Thank you, including, for Franchising and You as you explore the intriguing world of franchising and business ownership. Dream it, wish it, do it. Have yourselves a great day.